Many times we give our lives in a way that's easy for us, satisfactory to us. Many times we give the Lord worship that's pleasing to us more than it is Him. That's like inviting the Lord to go to a restaurant with you. And you say, come to this restaurant that I own. The food is amazing. And he says, yes, I would love to come. And he comes into your restaurant and you say, Lord, what can I bring you? And he says, I would love a steak and a baked potato because Jesus loves red meat. Not one degree over medium. And you say, okay, let me bring you something to eat. And you bring out a plate of spaghetti. And he looks at you in bewilderment and says, this is not what I wanted. And you said, yes, but this is amazing spaghetti. How many of you know when you're craving steak, it don't matter how full the spaghetti makes you, it don't satisfy and sometimes I can't help but wonder if we've been trying to appease Jesus with quantity instead of quality. I can't help but wonder if we give Him little bits that we like instead of giving Him the thing that He wants. I can't help but wonder if we want Him to be our lover, but we don't want Him to be our Lord. When in reality, He's both. If we're to be the bride of Christ, we must remember and we must understand this. That our truest joy is His satisfaction. What are those words that we all hope to hear? Well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to remind someone... That your husband who hung on that cross for you is not Cousin Leroy. He's not Jimmy from the block. His name is Jesus. And he was, before anything else, was. He's the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon, the spotless lamb, the leader of the Lord's armies. He is the living word of God. And he is king of the universe. In this world, you may be married to a normal guy. But in here, you're married to the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, the one who brings healing for the nations. It's easy. To join with him. It's not always easy. To continue on. 
in being made his bride. The reason why I'm taking time to remind us is because in this book of Holy Scripture, we are reminded at the beginning and in the middle and at the end. Because in the beginning, there's a union between a man and a woman. And in the very middle, in the Song of Songs, there's an epic love story. And in Revelation, in the end, there's a wedding. The Lord is trying to get us to see through repetition and very selective placement. You will never be able to escape from the idea or concept of covenant union he is great and he is wonderful but I also want to remind you how he feels about you in the beginning the father looked down on us as a species as a race of people. And he declared from the very onset, it's not good for man to be alone. And from that moment until this, he is and has kept his word that he will never leave us nor forsake us. It doesn't matter what deep hole you may have found or find yourself in. The scripture says that even if I make my bed in hell, even there I cannot escape his mighty hand. There has never been anywhere you have been or will go that you cannot get away from him. Because it's not good for you to be alone. The scripture says in the middle, as the king describes his love and the beauty of his bride, figuratively speaking of Jesus and his church, he says this about us. Who is this that looks like the dawn? Who is this that is beautiful, is as beautiful as the moon and as bright as the sun? You and I can look at an Oklahoma sunset and be captivated that the living God has created a universe packed to the brim of His beauty. But when he looks down onto this planet, 
Tears don't come into his eyes because of the violets and the pinks and the oranges of Oklahoma sunset. His heart is full because when he looks at his bride, he compares us to the sun and to the moon. And he says, look at her who is as beautiful as that Oklahoma sunset. You need to look at your neighbor and say, I don't care what you think. Jesus thinks I'm beautiful. In the beginning, he doesn't want us to be alone. In the middle, he confesses overwhelming love for us. And in the end, it says this. The writer says, I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude. Like the roar of many waters and like the sound of thunder crying out hallelujah for the Lord our God the almighty who reigns let us rejoice and exalt and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready and it was granted to her to clothe herself with fine White linen, bright and pure. And this white linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. The angel turned to me and said, you write this down. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. In the beginning, he didn't want you to be alone. All through a history where we have stole and murdered and raped our way through history. He looked down at us and said, who is this that shines like the dawn? When you were at your worst, he loved you. And when you say yes to his cross, when you say yes to his redemption, when you say yes to his cup, and when you say yes to being his bride, it doesn't matter what was in the past. Where you are headed is toward a glorious, perfect, forever union with the living God. There is nothing that is permanent except this his word and his promise that we will be his bride